Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Gil Whiteley is Whiteley So. Whiteley So with Gil Whiteley. Mile High Sports. It's Red Shirt Friday. Wear a red shirt on Friday to honor our troops. Presented by the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation at mcsf.org. Welcome, Gil Whiteley with you for the next hour. I uh, got a good show coming up for you if you're not bet if you're not up early. Uh, to watch what was going on up at CU. Uh, Stephen A and company were there with first take. Uh, now Pat McAfee is in Boulder doing his show. We've seen uh, we've heard from players, Shadur and uh, and company. We've heard from Dion. Uh, and, you know, uh, Dion's not letting that comment go. He is the master of manipulation and motivation. How's that, uh, uh, how's that, Alex? Is that a nice sentence? Master of manipulation? And motivation. And motivation, yeah, yeah. He's uh... taking both of those and manipulating it and just saying, hey, it's personal. He likes He's to control it. the narrative. Yep. Oh my God! They, they, you know, uh, and now everybody's saying CU's going to beat him by forty and all this other stuff. And I don't. I never root against CSU. And when and, unless they're playing CU, but I also don't root for CU to beat CSU by 40 points. But in this case, I would like to see it. I'd like them to get their lunch handed to them. I think Jay Norlow, which is a, who's normally very play by the rules, uh, soft speaking, uh, doesn't get out of line, very composed head football coach. He sees all the limelight and he's just trying to get his, he's trying to get CSU involved with all of this that's going on. I mean, college game day is going to be up there. The uh, big noon kickoff or whatever they call it on Fox is going to be there. 60 minutes is there. Pat McAfee's going on right now. Even A was earlier in the morning with, uh, I mean, it's like, uh, hold down the expectations, guys. Uh, 
this is all gonna this is all gonna stop pretty quick. I mean, they beat they beat a solid TCU team, and when it was when it was living on last year's laurels, and last year that was a team that didn't that. Everything opened up for them. They probably could have lost three or four games uh, every time they had a chance to win. They did, and that's that's really good for a team. You know, good for you. You know, you you figured out how to win rather than lose close games, which I'm going to get to in a second too. Uh, so it be this a, a, an okay Nebraska team. That, that team that was picked. Eighth in the Big Ten, got beat slightly by the by Minnesota, who was a team that was picked sixth in the Big Ten. So we know who they are. They are who they are. To take a long time quote from Denny. You know, I'd say I can't even ask you about old quotes. Because uh, uh, I. It, I, uh, Alex, without how old are you, Alex? Uh, twenty nine. Okay, you're even younger than, than than what what Andrew was. Right, I think I'm three years younger. So I can't ask you about any old quotes. You might, I might know it. I lo- I love sports history. Okay, uh, who was the Arizona coach that had used to coach the Bears, but when they when they, they came in, they were playing the Bears, and we said, we know who they are. We know who they were. We know who they are. Oh, and Denny Green. Still... Dennis Green. Very good. Hey, I am so impressed. I uh, $100 gift certificate to you to the South. Oh, thank you. How's that? <laughs> good, yeah, yeah. I remember him uh, with the Vikings back in the day, Moss and Chris Carter and all those all right. guys. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I, you have to understand. I'm a, I root for. I'm not a fan of many teams. I hate being a fan, but sometimes I get caught up in it. I'm not a fan of the Broncos. Okay, I cover the Broncos. I was cl- I, I was close to a lot of Broncos players in the in the 80s and 90s. I knew a lot of them. They, you know, we were friends. We still are which is why they come on the show all the time, uh, which includes coaches. I root for my friends. I root for John Elway. I was really happy when he won a Super Bowl because I knew John Elway. I still know John. But I don't, I don't know one in the organization I even know anymore. Uh, Patrick Smythe barely. But Patrick is no one I deal with. Patrick used to be the media guy. He's a wonderful, wonderful guy. Really. He's going to be general manager, I think, next. Once they get rid, I'm just making a prediction. A guy that came out of media relations, okay, Patrick Smythe, when they, when they finally get rid of George Payton, Patrick Smythe's going to be their next GM. How's that for a prediction? Is that common? Is it for PR guys to make the no. jump to the front office? No, I didn't no, think no, so. No. Very rarely. That's why it's that's why it's a you know, if it happens, you go, 
wow, Gil, you you called that. <laughs> but I think I think that's it. Well, you, you will see, you will find out that I call a lot of stuff way before anybody else does, uh, and it happens. And then no one no one ever wants to to tell you or tell anybody when you're right. They're, they'll come out of the woodwork to tell everybody when you're wrong. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Uh, there was exactly one person that picked CU to start 3-0. And, and that told was? Me that me. Boom. <laughs> okay. I picked them to win that first game. TCU said they will win this game. Picked them to beat Nebraska. This is obviously there. I picked them to go 3-0 to start. I picked them to win eight games. Wow. I explained before the season started how they can pick go for that over three and a half. Uh, it's called a ladder bet. I did it with Will Evans. Uh, I said, bet 10 bucks on the on on CU to cover four to cover three and a half games. That was what they were the all right, so bet four games. Right, I took that. T- take that money and bet them to cover five games. Take that money and cover it and, and bet them to win six games. Take that money and bet them to win seven games. Okay, and they're, and I'm picking, I'm picking them to win eight. But if you parlay that money and they will win eight games, uh, for that ten bucks, you'd have won thousands of dollars, thousands and thousands. Uh, uh, I do know someone who bet it, so we'll find out how much that that would, you know, and uh, so that 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 would be that'll be an easy bet to to figure out uh, when that when that comes out. Uh, but yeah, no, I predict things that happen before they happen. I need to ask you about some bets so I can make some money. No, I, I, I don't believe in gambling. I think gambling's a bad thing. It's the one vice that no one has enough money for. You can lose everything you own on the next roll of the dice if someone's willing to take the bet. Well, that's a, you know, on this gambling, legal gambling, not a good thing. God, not. It's just not. Bobby Pesavento coming up. Bobby and I. Bobby was the quarterback for CU. You know Bobby. I remember him back in the day. Yeah, two thousand one. He was the quarterback uh, that beat Nebraska, who was who was undefeated, number one in the country. They beat him sixty-five, I believe, to thirty-six. Uh, Sixty-two, thirty-six. Uh, yeah, close enough. Yeah. I usually say five hundred to nothing. <laughs> Uh, or five hundred to one, pretty uh, much. Bobby, Bobby Pesavento comes. How did they get the one? That's what I want to know. Bobby coming up right after this. My mother told me Before she passed away 
Have you ever wished the radio guy would think like you and say things that actually make sense rather than softening his stance to be politically correct? Well then, whitely so. Gil Whiteley will give you the absolute truth. It's Red Shirt Friday. Wear a red shirt on Friday to honor our troops. Presented by the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation at mcsf.org. Hello and welcome back. And join us, the former quarterback for the CU Buffs and a guy that I forgive for not wearing a red shirt on Fridays because uh, he he, owned, he does not own a red shirt. <laughs> Uh, Bobby Pesaveno, am I right, Bobby? You're absolutely right, Gil. There's no red in this house anywhere. <laughs> you know, when uh, Eddie Crowder and I were good friends, and I remember he was the one who hired Bill McCartney. Uh, did you get to know Eddie much at all? I think I've asked you this before, probably. No, not, no, not very well at all. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was a mentor of mine and one of the great men that I ever knew. Uh, and he was the one who hired Bill McCartney, and he told Bill McCartney, do not call out Nebraska. Do not put that, put that uh, red letter, uh, red letter on, uh, uh, on the, on the uh, you know, because back, back in the day, as you know, the, the schedule would be printed in black and white, except for the big red Nebraska would be there. Uh, and, 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 and. And he used to just say, don't do it. And then uh, he says, I couldn't have been more wrong. He did what he needed to do. Uh, uh, you know, uh, it, you were the one who beat Nebraska. Was it in 2001? Yeah, it was. Yep. Tell me, I've never asked you this because I was at, I was at the Monday night football game at, um, at 9-10, the opening of Mile High Stadium or the Invesco Field. That night, and then uh, I talked with Jim Fossil, who was the Giants head coach, uh, by the bus when they were loading the bus because he and I, longtime friends, he just passed away. Uh, tell me your remembrances of that. You were at CU. You would obviously most likely play the game that Saturday before. Tell me what happened and how that affected the team and you. Yeah, I mean, we were. That Tuesday morning, I remember we were getting up, ready to go to class and get ready for our day. Uh, we were scheduled to play at Washington State that next that Saturday after 9-11. Um, so that was the game that ended up getting canceled and, and never rescheduled. Uh, but one of the really cool things that occurred that year is through Coach Barnett, we had a handful of uh, New, York, New York City firemen uh, make a connection to Boulder um, and build a relationship with us. You know, there was a, a, a fireman's jacket, a fireman's helmet um, that I believe still hangs up in the club level um, on the east side of the stadium. But there was, I think, eight guys, if I remember correctly, on our sideline for that Nebraska game that were uh, New York fighter fighters that were a part of uh, um, that were a part of 9-11 that were there and in the midst of all oh, that. Oh, um, the, guys are, the guys were first responders. Yeah, the first responders. Yeah, we flew about eight of them out. They they were there in the locker room before we took the field, and they were on the sideline with us for that Nebraska wow. game. Wow! So, uh, See, there's something something I never knew. Yeah, pretty special. It was cool to have those guys there for sure. Uh, you know, this is uh, you know, Jay Norville, who's normally kind of quiet and demure and conservative, 
So all the accolades going on, and, and it's crazy. I can see you right now. I'm watching Pat McAfee's show is live from from the probably where you parked last week. Uh, <laughs> I think that's where those. I think that's where they're doing these shows on the grass where they you normally park. And uh, uh, the, the first take was there. Sixty minutes is in town. It's a shoot. So. Uh, they got, got two different college game days. Uh, you know, the, you know the Fox never left. Fox is the third week in a row with Fox. It's just crazy. And very frankly, CU beat, I think, I'm a little overrated TCU. We don't know how good they are yet. I don't. I think they're just a, a, a solid team. I, I don't know if they're a tw- top 25 team. And an okay Nebraska team. I mean... Honestly, truth be told, you beat the number one undefeated Nebraska team in the country. Uh, they beat Nebraska, who came in here after one game, and they were 0-1. But they have captivated the imagination of the college football world. Wow. Now, look who's here. Look who's on TV right now with Pat McAfee. He's at CU. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, the rock, is there. <laughs> Did you know and, that? I didn't know he was coming to town. Yeah, yeah, I heard he was. I, I heard, think there's a rumor he's the uh, he's the guest picker tomorrow on game day um, yeah. when they do that segment. But I mean, yeah, man, Dwayne, is, jo- Dwayne Johnson is as big as it gets. He's the yeah. highest paid movie star in the world. You know, he, our, own, he owns the XFL. If you were playing this year, not to, not to mention you didn't play in the NFL, but you did play in the arena, you'd be in the XFL next year if there was, if there was one, right? Uh, I mean, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Um, but it's crazy. I mean, Prime is a polarizing figure. And there's, you know, I think the really cool thing is there's been this merger of, of longtime CU fans and longtime Prime fans. And uh, they're well, they're, com- I, they're coming I, together. Earlier in this, the the last segment, I said he's the master of manipulation and motivation. Is that a pretty good explanation about him? Yeah, I, I that's spot on. And on top of being yeah. a, a master marketer. Oh yeah, the three M's. Yeah, <laughs> marketing, <laughs> manipulation, and motivation. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, he's already earned his money. You know, uh, uh, just the Boulder residents, I say last last week, there were Boulder businesses, the restaurant, hotels, whatever, uh, made $18 million last week. That's, that's, that, that kind of trickle-down money is huge. You know, Super Bowl comes to town, it brings in a billion bucks, uh, you know, for two weeks, you know, people showing up in town. Uh but this is a fun ride, and uh, you're you're closely tied to it. Uh, once again, you're going to be tailgating this week. Am I? Do I have that correct? Always, absolutely. <laughs> uh, uh, the, uh, the next week you will be on the sidelines, right? Uh, on KOA Radio doing the Oregon game. Yep, we will be in Eugene for uh, that. That may turn out to be a really big one. Um, uh, Oregon should, we think. Oregon beat nobody. I mean, I don't even. I don't. I'm not sure. I even knew Portland State had a football team. 
I, 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 I swear to God, I've been doing this 36 years. And then they, they lost a close game. Uh, they won a close game, that close, 38-30 or something like that, uh, to a, to an, just an okay team. I forget who that was. Uh, I mean, but, the, the, the fun I'm thing sorry. about that one is, is that that head coach, that head coach ran his mouth too, if you if you remember, um, when we announced that we were leaving the Pac-12 to go to the Big 12. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got Jay Norville, who I'm not really sure who he is, minus the CSU coach running his mouth. Next week, you get another coach running his mouth. So well, uh, the Oregon coach said, "Yeah, I don't remember seeing you winning anything." Yeah, no, he, I mean, not that he was, not that he was wrong, but uh, Prime will take that personally, and he'll push that down well, to all the kids to take it personally. Well, they, you know, in some of the minor sports, see you had won the the Big Twelve, Pac Twelve. Uh, yeah. uh, they they hadn't done it in football, but uh, I think CU won. I think CU beat the Pac-12 itself when they left to come back to the Big 12. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're exactly right. <laughs> now it's a now it's a Pac-2, unbelievably. Yeah, it's crazy uh, what it's to the, the so-called crazy, conference as, champions. It's a crazy time. Are your thoughts on this game? Uh, you know, I, I, I am a CU fan, you know that, and because of Eddie Crowder. And when, when you ended up winning that game, I didn't know you from a load of coal. You and I met later, and then that's when you and I became friends, I, because I told you the story. I'm stuck in Nebraska, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm at this party. I'm the only guy that's rooting for CU. And they said, oh, yeah, no, there'll be a bunch of CU people. I said, I'm not going to any Nebraska one party. Oh, there'll be a bunch of CU people. None. There were no CU people. <laughs> and I was getting all kind of grief going into the game. And, you know, it was going to be a your potential butt kicking. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty good. I'm hard to give a hard time to. I think you probably understand that. You know, I don't lose. I don't lose a lot of arguments, and <laughs> I, and I'm a little more knowledgeable than the average fan. But right. when you guys started taking it to them, boy, I, did I did I pistol whip about two hundred. I mean, literally, it was at a golf course. About two hundred people. I had them at the microphone at the end of every quarter. <laughs> Uh, how do you see this game going? I, I, I normally I hope for I wish see you to win, but in a close game right now, I'd love to see see you win by thirty points. Yeah, you know, I, I would say on Tuesday or Wednesday, you know, that I didn't really love the spread at twenty four, um, just because of the rivalry. But you know, after after the head coach of the Rams opened his mouth, I think they win by 40 or 50. I think they're going to go out to prove a point. Oh, yeah, the they, will, they will not shut off the spigot. No, not not on Saturday night. They are going to they are going to prove a point and climb is taking this personally. Uh, get get yourself a designated driver, okay? Are you, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to step on their throats, Gil. <laughs> yeah, that's your you've been saying that that term for a long time. That's what it's uh, all about. And I've always loved that. Uh, you you use it on the air, uh, and, and and with all of that, and 
I treasure the fact that you and I have become friends. I really, I really like that because really, and and you're one of the few people I've ever said, "Hey, you're my hero." <laughs> I don't have, I don't, I don't have a lot of heroes, and quite frankly, you know, you did something that nobody expected. That you, what you beat in Nebraska is probably more unexpected than what's going on in CU today. Yeah, I, I would say to the national audience, yeah. To our locker room, we were ready to win. But to everybody else, that was definitely a big surprise that day. Oh, my God. It was just unbelievable. It was, it was great. So a guy that understands surprises, boy, I'm glad I, I'm glad I asked you about 9-11 because uh, uh, I didn't quite realize that Gary Barnett, who, who, who I've known a long time, when he was the Nebraska coach, he came on my – excuse me. When he was the Northwestern coach, he came on my show all the time because he wanted to keep his name alive in Denver. And then once he became the CU coach, he never talked to me again. <laughs> he, was, he was too big for me. I, I'm kidding. He's come on my show a few times. But I, never as a CU coach did he once come on my show. I, you know, I, always, I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, but uh, I uh, I am looking forward to this weekend's game, and uh, uh, I, I I'm just going to say this: four scores over fifty yards. Oh, okay, I like it. I, 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 I think they're, they're going to be very aggressive, and I think it can get ugly early on Saturday night, tomorrow night. Well, they've got to they've got to establish a deep game. Uh, because they're going into Oregon, and then they have USC. So right now, they have to show something uh, for teams to get ready for. They need to improve their their they need to improve their pass blocking a lot. You know, uh, you've never been sacked eight times, have you? No. They, uh, huh? No way. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, they 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 need to improve their running game as well. So uh, we'll see what uh, what they've done with that. But what I like about this team, the second they've been done with both victories, they've not rested on their laurels. They said, yeah, we did a lot wrong. We got a lot to fix. We got to start working for next week. So this is a team that learns from victory. And the great teams in, in, that I've ever covered in my lifetime, they learn from winning, not just from losses. Most teams only lose from when they when they. When they lose a game, when they win, they go out drinking. <laughs> this is yeah. You're, no, this is a very focused staff and a very focused group of young men up there. Well, uh, Bobby, uh, I appreciate it. You and I just got on there. We didn't even talk football much. We just uh, kind of just reminisce. <laughs> it's all right. But uh, uh, you know, well, you know me. Uh, uh, always love having you on the show. Uh, go Buffs. I appreciate you, Gil. Go Buffs. Yeah, okay, we'll be back in a little bit. perspective, experience, and a sense of humor. If you don't get it, listen closer. Gil Whiteley says things you need to think about. If you're wondering if he just said that, he did, Whiteley so. 
Mile High Sports. It's Red Shirt Friday. Wear a red shirt on Friday to honor our troops. Presented by the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation at mcsf.org. As long as I can have you here with me, I'd much travel be forever in blue jeans. Honey is sweet, but it ain't nothing next to baby's Alright, I love this song. You do okay. I used to think when I first heard this song, I said, we do okay in leather and blue jeans. It seemed to make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, doesn't it sound about like that now? Leather instead of forever? It? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, leather and blue jeans, that was my, that was my go fit, go, my go-to, my go-to uniform. <laughs> back back in the day. Uh, speaking of speaking of, here's one of my go-to guys when we talk pretty much any sport. Uh, 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 you, know, uh, you know, you you get guys that you you call up and you you go, well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this or you know or, you know they're beat writers and this and that. I can call Justin Adams up and talk. I don't want to use the word intellectually, but talk with <laughs> talk with a certain amount of authority about any sport, sporting event, whatever it might be, because he pays attention, uh, and I like that about him and people that do pay attention. Uh, CBS Four, Justin Adams. What's up, guys? How you doing, Gil? Well, there's, there's no guys. It's Gil. Well, you know, I'm speaking of you, and then you know, you you gotta answer the calls, you know. Take care. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, where, where were you in 2001? Were you at CU at that point? Were you on that team? No, I was. I was actually in high school uh, during oh, that okay. time. And so it's been, it's been a while. And I, I tell you what, during that 62-36 game, I was right in front of the TV eating a big plate of cheesecake. <laughs> so <laughs> I was nowhere near Boulder at the time. Yeah, you know, Bobby and I, Bobby was just on before you. Did you listen to that? Mm-mm, didn't. I was uh, picking up my little guy from uh, yeah, school. Uh, yeah, Bobby comes on my show on a, a regular basis. You know, he does the CU games uh, only. He does the sidelines for CU on the radio with KOA mm-hmm. only, at, only on away games. Yeah. Home games, he wants to stay in the hat and party and tailgate with his friends. So he let someone else do it. I love that about him. Right. Now you got a chance. You got a call up and did sidelines uh, oh, yeah. for, for CBS. I was like, hey, that's a big deal. It's a, it's a blessing. And, uh, hey, we got to keep that going, Gil. We got to keep that good mojo out there. They said, uh, they said they loved the work that I did. And so let's keep it pushing. So your name's on the list somewhere. My name is definitely on the list. Uh, you know, I know we got a lot of people listed, but it's on the really, list. That's really important. Yes. You know, I did a lot of, you know, I kissed a lot of frogs before I started doing color for, for uh, college football and, 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 and basketball and, and, you know, international volleyball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did a bunch of high school games. Uh, and so, uh, uh, how 
was that experience, and it was a it was a tough game for CSU. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was interesting because, you know, talking to Jay Norvell during that time, I mean, in the first half of that game against Washington State, they only had four first downs. And so their first drive, they were moving the ball. They were able to get to the red zone. They're, they play actually a lot like CU because they want to have that high tempo offense. They just don't have the speed and, <laughs> to be honest, the talent that CU has. But they were the, the same thing. By the, way, by the way, Pat McAfee's show is live in Boulder along with all the other things. Currently live in Boulder, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, is on his show. Dwayne wow. Johnson's in town. You know, I mean, everybody's in town. Boulder is the epicenter of college football. I, I try to tell people in the you know the newsroom, but just in general, Gil, when was the last time has Boulder been the epicenter of sports? Not just college sports. They're the uh, epicenter of sports right now. Yeah, unbelievably. And, you know, honestly, they've beaten a, a probably a pretty good team and an okay team. Right. Uh, right. I just had Bobby Pesavino on the show. What he did was a much bigger deal than what the Buffs have already done this year. Mm-hmm. He beat an undefeated Nebraska team, uh, number one in the nation, mm-hmm. 60, what, 65 to 36 or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, nobody expected and uh, and it, it and he's Bobby and I became friends way after that when I met him at a golf tournament because I I sat him down I said sit down here and and he knew who I was because I was on the radio so we, I said sit down here I said you're my hero and he says what and I said I was stuck in the, the McCook Nebraska at a golf course I was up there playing golf that week with my stepson mm-hmm. and I was stuck at a at a, about 200 people at a Nebraska watch party. And I said, I'm not going to go to any Nebraska. Oh, there'll be a bunch of CU fans there. Don't worry about it. So I went, and I was the only CU guy there, and I was getting so much grief. And, oh, my God, did that make my day. That, that, that kicking was so good. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was amazing to be able to see that game, and it was amazing to be able to see what happened last week, too, even though the team didn't play too well. Um, I, I'm on the like, though, of I think Nebraska is better. They just don't have a quarterback. And generally, we all know what happens in football. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a team. And so if, if they would have had a better quarterback, it would have been a better game. Or if you have two quarterbacks. Amen. <laughs> yeah, two, well, that's, that's the problem that CSU has, right? I mean, it, what, what's, what's so interesting about CSU? CS, kind of CSU goes, has a lot more problems than that. Um, man, they have a, they have plenty of problems. I tell you yeah. what, the, the Rams, what they have is a defensive line, Gil. Like they have a really good D line. Other than that, they have one wide receiver, and other than that, they don't have too much. So um, I'm, pre- I'm predicting four scores over 50 yards. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, right, quite frankly, they have to throw Oregon and USC that they have a deep game that they have to respect. So they have to they have to now show something that Oregon and USC have to game plan for. Because yeah. uh, they got they got nothing deep against Nebraska. No. Uh, and so that they need to do that this week. They 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 can't give up eight sacks. They gotta learn how to run the ball. Uh but uh, as far as the passing game, uh, 
it was more east-west against Nebraska than I wanted. To, I wanted to see a little more north and south. Agreed. Agreed. And you want to see more of those explosive plays that you were talking about earlier. You just want to see the guys. How about this? Get off to a fast start. Um, last week, the score was still 0-0 almost late in the second quarter. Now, they were able to score 13 points um, and go to you know halftime with a 13 nothing lead. But you want to see these guys really get off to a quicker start because definitely when you play against Oregon, um, it's going to be a tougher environment going to Eugene and Austin Stadium. So you got to go and be able to hold firm, get off to a great start there. But my goodness, when you play USC, I mean, even the best defenses in the world, you're talking about you will give up 35, 40 points. It just is what it is. And so the Buffs definitely have to be able to really use this game as a tune-up. It is a game, right? Anything could happen, but use this as a tune-up to get ready to really two of your biggest tests for the rest of the season. Yeah, you know this is a uh, this is a big one. If they can, if they need to win this game solid. A close game does not help see you at all. If they win, no, no. Uh, they'd have to win this solidly. They got to cover, uh, and boy, if they could figure out a way to split between Oregon and USC, boy, they're on the road to a hell of a season. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't think they can win both those games. I, I'm not sure they can win one of them. Right. You, you know, what's funny, Gil, is that at the beginning of the season, I said that the upset would be that the Buffs would beat USC. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I backtracked a little bit on that one. But I'm firmly believing, I'm like, wait a minute, if there is one game they could win and one big game they could truly surprise everybody on, USC would be that game. Um, and I uh, think they'll yeah, have right. something more for USC's defense sucked again. Right. So so they can score on USC. I'm not sure they can. Uh, with what I saw against Nebraska, they can't get in a scoring shootout with USC. Uh, they got to be a lot better uh, yeah. after, the ne- after the next two games to get into a shootout with USC because USC, USC will put up 50. Against you. It's one of those games where, and I've been talking to uh, defensive coordinators for the last couple of years throughout college at all levels, right? So you have well, that's, not, that's not an insult. USC puts up 50 against everybody. No, no, no. But, but it's not an insult at all. But what it is is, can you win the turnover battle? I feel like a game like that will be, can you win the turnover battle? You may see a couple of onside kicks. You may see a fake punt here and there. You may see just different things just to be able to go and steal you another uh, possession because those are the types of things that you see have to do. See you as a wicked good defensive backfield. Yeah. You don't want to throw an errand ball into their backfield. No, you don't. But you also got to make sure that everything is tightened up in the secondary too um, because USC, I mean, they have, you know, Dylan Edwards obviously with the buffs. Great freshman, true freshman, fast as ever. Uh, USC has a freshman, too, <laughs> that's really good and very athletic. I mean, it is just going to be such an amazing game. And, Gil, I'll put it this way. I know you have a credential. I know you've been at so many different events with the Broncos, Avs, yeah, Nuggets, Rockies. Yeah, if I yeah. want to go, I get a credential, yes. Yes, but, but I'm saying this. In all your years of you doing radio, you being in this business, if the, if the bus for one reason or another are undefeated, and USC is undefeated, I would argue that would be the most highly anticipated game. And I even would say it goes over the finals with the Nuggets, to be honest with you. That would be the most highly anticipated game that Colorado has seen in decades. 
And I can't think back to another game that's going to go over that one, to be honest with you. I'm thinking of game five. That was a highly anticipated game. But, I mean, the, the, the level of stardom that's going to be in Boulder for that particular game, I mean, I, I just I can't put it into words um, what that would be. That would be a huge, huge game. It's going to be a huge game either way. But if both teams are undefeated, um, I, <laughs> I can't think of another event. Maybe all-star games? I mean, I, I, I really can't think of another event that will be bigger than that game potentially. Yeah, no, I, I agree. This is a, this is going to be, this is going to be very bizarre uh, as this, as this season plays itself out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got two now, two Heisman Trophy candidates uh, uh, playing against each other uh, this year, uh, right now, this week, because uh, right now Shadur is the number two passing guy in the in the entire league mm-hmm. uh you know uh, uh this uh you know he, there's one guy ahead of him as far as passing goes mm-hmm. uh uh do you know what do you know what uh notre dame's record was the year paul horning won the heisman trophy mm-hmm. take a guess they played nine games okay i would say 80 to one they were, they were, they were, they were, they were, um, they were two and seven. Shut up. And they won, and he won the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> what? Talk about no something. That, talk about something that'll never happen again, right? Well, how about this? How about playing only nine games of the season? <laughs> right? Well, that's the way it was back in 1956. Wow. Wow. That is unbelievable. That Wow. That is unbelievable. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if, if you're your quarterback on a team that finishes at two and seven, you don't get drafted. Right. <laughs> Never mind when the Heisman. And then have a Hall of Fame NFL career. <laughs> right. He was quite the character. I met him a couple of times. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I met, so cool. I, I met everybody a couple of times back in the day. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what, Gil? Here's the thing. I got to stop being surprised by, like, all the people that you've met before. Yeah. Because I'm like, what, you met who? <laughs> well, but let me put it this way. Uh, before before we, you know, we run off a little bit, will you talk about the impact that Dion has had, Coach Prime has had? Is there anybody else – that throughout your experience that has had such a, a, a greater impact on either a team or a city so quickly? Uh, John Elway. Okay. Yep. Okay. No, okay. No, 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 no. I'll take it back. John Elway didn't have that quick of an impact. Uh, it, it took him a couple of years to take hold. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, when I look at this Broncos team right now and – they're going to be okay, you know. Uh, you're you're married, and when you're and when, yeah, you know something's wrong, right? And you say, "Honey, is everything okay?" Mm-hmm. And she says, "I'm fine." And I, no, well, what's wrong? I'm fine. I told you I was fine. What's wrong? <laughs> when she starts saying she's fine, you know something's wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think and I think Colorado. It's going to be fine. Right. I, I, you know, 
uh, 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 you know, Russell Wilson ain't no John Elway. You know, that, mm-hmm. you know, people would dream of get John Elway getting the ball with five minutes left and having to drive the, the length of the field. And John Elway would never go three and out. Never. Never. Mm-mm. So that's, you know, Broncos figured out a way to lose a close game. Well, John, John Elway figured out how to win every close game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, you know, I just don't, you know, this Broncos team, you know, just you heard it here first. They're going to be fine. Yeah, the, the, the Broncos <laughs> right now, well, here's the thing. So Chase Young, who's a D lineman for uh, the Commanders, he's going to be playing this week. So that just lets you know about how strong their D line is going to be already with guys like Jonathan Allen already there. So when the Broncos play this week, they want to run the ball first. This would be the type of game where you need to throw the ball first to set up the run. Because if they could be able to go and throw the ball, get the guys to be able to move around a bit on the D-line, and then you could be able to execute from there and run the football and start getting some chunks, especially in the second half, you will have a great chance of being able to win this game. But to me, Gil, can I be honest with you on one thing? No. I need the defense to have some, some sacks. I, I, just, know, I, right? just assume, I assume if you're actually talking, that you're being honest with me. So right. Why would you have to ask? Right. Well, let me say this. I need the defense to have the best performance this week. Like, this is a game the defense has to win. In the sense of, I need some sacks and I need some turnovers. You have a second-year quarterback who's coming into your house and truly a must-win game because you look after this game on the schedule, uh, there's not a lot of W's if you don't get this one. So you need to go and have your best performance, get a win, and then go on the road to Miami and figure out a way. Just figure out a way how to make that a four-quarter game. But this one right here, you have got to go and beat the Washington Commanders at home. Yeah. Uh, Washington has a really good defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, unfortunately, this Broncos team – to score because it's the nature of this offense that he's designed. You need to, they, they, they're not going to score in two or three plays. They're not going to score from downtown. They're going to, they're going to score by moving the chains. They're going to score with 10, 11, 12 plays. Yeah. I'm not sure this team is ready to be that consistent. Well, when you take on a tough defensive line, you have to score on 10 to 12 play drives you leave yourself more susceptible to holding penalties because when a D-line is really good, they're going to beat your offensive line in some time over that 12-play series. And that leads to somebody have to go back and grab a jersey or trying to do whatever they can so they don't sack a quarterback or they don't get a tackle for a loss. And so you have to figure out a way how to diagnose some explosive plays, especially against Washington this week. We understand you may not have the talent, but you are getting Jerry Judy back in. I know we may think one way or another about him, but if nothing else, Jerry Judy would allow Cortland Sutton to be able to go and get the football a little bit more. So the Broncos have got to do that. And here's one thing I would like to see, too. Throw up the ball I, to Cortland Sutton. I, I, I apologize when Horning won. The, I, I made a mistake. When Horning okay. won the Heisman Trophy, they, they were not 2-7. and seven. Okay. They were 2 they were two and eight. Oh wow! They played wow. ten games. <laughs> two and eight. <laughs> I just googled it. Woo! Sorry. Well, excuse me. What a great record! <laughs> that, that, that amazes everybody that a guy can win Heisman Trophy with that. I I get that all the time. 
Right. I'll give you one. I'll give you one more trivia question. I got to close the show up. All right. How did the Ivy League get its name? No clue. No, most people say, "Oh, the ivy-colored walls," you know, and the you know the, all the old walls, and you know, which makes sense, right? And the Ivy League had four schools when they opened up: uh, Dartmouth, Columbia, Yale, and Harvard, I believe. Mm -hmm. Ivy is the Roman numeral number for four. Wow. So the IV League was they that it, it, it was in the Roman numeral four. But nice. now you know. That there you go. Now you, now you get a new trivia question to tell somebody. Hopefully they don't listen to the well, let's I hate to say hopefully they don't listen to the show. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> Gil, hopefully everybody listens to that it, show. Listen to our show, all right? Yeah. Love you, man. It's gonna be a big weekend. I will talk next week sometime, okay? All right, sounds great, Gil. Always a pleasure. Uh, See you, I, I, always good having you on. Uh, uh, in fact, Justin Adams, CBS Sports. Oh, man, work the sideline. National game, CBS. British. Good job. Bye, everybody. It's Richard Friday. Big weekend. I guess if you say so, I'll have to pack my things and go. That's right, get the road, Jack. And don't you come back. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.